I have re-recorded this podcast several times now because I feel completely unequipped to deliver the content that I would like to deliver for this con for this podcast. Why? Because the topic that I have to talk about is not a topic that I am a specialist in. As I record this podcast, we are in the throes of the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak. It is, what's the date today? It is March 15th and the world is reeling. We are all reeling as nations are shutting down their borders. Some nations are shutting down completely. Other nations are invoking travel restrictions, professional sports leagues, amateur sports leagues, children's sports leagues are shutting down left, right, and center. The theaters are being closed. And we really don't know where we are. We are, we are, we are in uncharted territory. And for a podcast like this, which deals with helping uh, our generation, the Boom X generation, find relevance in the digital space, anything that I'm going to talk about business related or even personally related as far as our online presence goes, seems rather trite and and unimportant in the wake of what's happening in the world. So I am going to do the best job I can to give you perspective, in my perspective, on what's happening with the outbreak and perhaps give you some thoughts as to some things that we can do to make the world around us a little bit better. It's not my area of expertise. I feel a little bit uh, of imposter syndrome, frankly, as I, as I try and give advice to others in an area that really, frankly, none of us have any experience in at all. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Grey Matters, the podcast for those of us in the Grey Zone. What is the Grey Zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of grey. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. Well, that happened. What about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, a virus uh, was brought to our attention in Wuhan, China, and it has exploded with, a, with like, a, like a wildfire sweeping across the planet, changing us for all time, I imagine. The entire world is reacting to the COVID-19 virus, and I don't imagine that the entire population of the planet has been affected by anything like this since maybe the end of the Second World War, would that be, or the dropping of the atomic bomb with the, with the knowledge of, of what that power and the awesome destructive potential that that new weapon system brought to bear. I don't know that anything else has affected us all at the same level, since certainly nothing in my, in my 61 years on the planet has prepared me f- to understand and to really come to terms with what exactly is happening. But that is the world we live in. That is what we have to face. And as I see it, I think there's kind of two ways that we can deal with this, that we can deal personally with this. We can react to it or we can respond to it. And there is a big difference. There is a big difference between reaction and response. Reacting is letting the course of events chart the course for us. If we're reacting to it, we're experiencing fear and anxiety, perhaps anger, uh, leading to depression. If we're reacting to it and just being kind of buffeted about, 
by these winds of change, I think we put ourselves at risk. Because here is one fact that we have to consider. If we can't get our heads into a space of dealing with things and looking ahead with some form of positive energy, then the fear and anxiety and depression will all take over and will infect us before the virus has a chance to. And the nature of the human condition is, if we're afraid, if we're depressed, if we're angry, our immune system is suppressed as well. So we become even more vulnerable to any viruses or diseases that might be out there. Not only is our joy and quality of life completely subverted, but in fact, we can it can lead to additional physical illness as well. So the other side of that coin from reaction is to respond. And what am I talking about, about responding? Well, I mean, we can educate ourselves on exactly what's happening. We can actually make a plan. We can decide that we are going to take an action plan to deal with and mitigate the effect that this is going to have on us and our community as best we can. Now, of course, we can't turn the tide of what's happening in the world, but we can participate in making things a little bit better. We can be proactive through education and through uh, through getting ourselves into a healthy mental state and a state to help support and work with others. And that's the path that I choose. I choose to be proactive and to respond. That's the nature of this podcast that I'm delivering today. I'm not an expert on these psychological matters, but what I can do is I can perhaps with some of you give you a little bit of a different way to look at things and maybe a message of hope and inspire you a little bit to not just be reactive, but to respond in a positive way. This thought process didn't originate with me. I'm going to give full credit where credit's due. A friend of mine is Mark Schaefer. He's a very popular speaker in the social media circuit. Uh, and he posted a love letter to coronavirus, which seems like a very unusual blog post to have been sharing. And he did this last week. And I'm going to share it with you as well in the show notes if you want to have a read through. But what Mark effectively said is, this is going to have a profound effect on my business. Mark is a professional speaker primarily. He does. He's an author and speaker and teacher, and all aspects of his professional life were impacted by this. At least his books will continue to sell, but his speaking gigs have been canceled or postponed. His teaching gig has been put on hold. And so Mark is going, I have all of this time on my hands right now, and there's nothing I can do to change that. These, these jobs are canceling, and that is that. So how am I going to respond? I have a choice of how to respond. And his choice is he's going to really concentrate on some personal development. He's going to spend some time and he's going to reevaluate uh, some of his digital assets. He's going to have a look at his website again and perhaps redo that. Maybe he's even going to write an entire new book. He's going to spend time in personal development from a perspective of he's an artist. He likes to paint. He's a watercolor painter of some skill. And he's going to concentrate on improving his skills and creating some lasting works in that space. He's going to look at the time that's been given to him as a gift that will allow him to reprioritize based on the practical nature of the world today and then be proactive and create some content, create some new skills in himself, do some personal development and work in that direction. And I have to say, I love that. I wish I'd been the first person to say it. I wish I could have been the leader that stood up and said, this is what we should be doing. But he published it and it's an excellent excellent way of looking at things. So I'm going to encourage you to have a look and make your own plan. Start to think about the things that you want to do, that you can do, uh, that you can do comfortably and safely and responsibly within this new environment. 
That is that is what it, and if if you're doing that, here's the result. You're not spending all your time feeling sorry for yourself about lost revenue. You're not spending time worrying. Instead, you are working towards a new solution and a new reality. Now, there's a lot of us, I guess the, the, we often refer to people as glass half full, glass half empty kind of people. Without a question, Mark is a glass half full kind of guy. You can see that in in the fact that he posted this posted this content and i like to think of myself as a glass half full kind of guy as well i think that we we if we spend more time concentrating on what we have and less time worrying about what we don't have we're healthier and we're happier and we're better uh for our community and our family so slow down take a take on a project that you didn't think you had time for a passion now for a lot of you who listen to this podcast this might be a really great time for you to really double down and figure out exactly what your online business might look like. If you're reinventing yourself, if you're facing uh, at some point in the not too distant future retirement or reinvention of yourself, this is a great time to take a pause while nothing is busy going on around you and really educating yourself on what the online business opportunities are. You can binge listen to podcasts and you can take courses. For everybody who signed up in our B-School Mastermind and is studying the world of online business with Marie Forleo, what a great time to really concentrate on your studies and do the exercises and go through the, the, and go through the process so that when we come out on the other side of this, you have more skills, you have more vision, you have a clearer goal path all in place that are going to springboard us and help us to recover more quickly when the tide turns and we are once again kind of thinking forward and leaning forward into business as opposed to this kind of defensive mode that we're in now. I want to do a quick shout out to those of you who make this podcast, heck, to the entire Dottotech platform possible, and that is our community of support on Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding service. It's similar to Kickstarter, but for content creators like me. And we've got an amazing community who support us financially, making it possible for us to create this podcast, our weekly tutorials on Webinar Wednesday, our YouTube videos, pretty much everything that we create. So I'm asking you to consider supporting us. There are perks, and the perks are terrific. For our $10 a month patrons, which is the vast majority, the perks include access to our Webinar Wednesday archives, where we have over 100 tutorial webinars on productivity, online marketing, and content creation. And our latest perk is free access to our online course, Don't Retire, Rewire, which teaches baby boomers and Gen X what their online options are for reinventing themselves instead of retiring. The links are all in the show notes below, or just remember, patreon.com slash dottotech. I'm not sure if you can hear in the background, but my wife is puttering about in the kitchen. It is the beginning of spring break here in Canada, which is, uh, I think, unbelievably fortuitous for us here in Canada as we start to react to the virus here. But uh, Shannon's way of dealing with the uh, the anxiety and the depression here that, that couldn't come out of this is she has a playlist of Flight of the Concord going and she's singing along to it, which makes me smile. If you haven't listened to Flight of the Concord, they're a crazy New Zealand band that uh, that does rather silly music, but it's it's it makes you smile. It makes you laugh, and she's taking that path. So I, I appreciate hearing that in the background. Hopefully, it's not bleeding through too too much for you. So along with the glass half full attitude towards what we can do with our time, 
What about, are there any silver linings in this dark cloud that is COVID for, for us as a society? I mean, what can we look at? Is there anything that we can take from this that, uh, that can be a lesson or that we can actually say, well, you know, there's, there's at least this coming out of it as well as all of the bad. And there are a few things. I'm, I don't want to make light of the profound economic, social, and human toll that this virus is taking on our planet. But if we stop and look at it, we can take a few positives away. For example, flu is down. The, uh, the instances of the common flu is reduced by as much as 20% in a lot of different communities. And the reason is we are far more conscious of personal hygiene and social distance. And by shutting down a lot of these different social interactions, we're seeing a reduction in the flu itself. Now, while that pales in comparison with the potential damage that COVID-19 does, it perhaps helps us to next next flu season, as we get through this panic season, next flu season, hopefully we've got a better skill set in dealing with it. The second thing that I consider, and this is far more theoretical than practical, is this might end up being one of the great tests of our society and in dealing with a pandemic. I mean, the fact that we have, you have to look at this and say we failed. As a, as, a, as a world, we have failed to contain this and it has spread. Pockets have dealt better than others. Some pockets have dealt better than others. But overall, we get a failing grade. But remember my episode a couple of weeks ago where I talked about failing forward and how our attitude towards failure should change and rather than beating ourselves up over failure, we should look at it as an opportunity to learn and do better next time. Well, let's look at this as the as a kind of the quintessential opportunity to do better next time because next time it could be far worse. We could face far more dire consequences and if we're better prepared, this might end up being a massive blessing. What am I thinking about, Steve? I am thinking about, say, the bird flu. The bird flu has a mortality rate of somewhere around 60%. Now, fortunately, we can really only contract it now from fowl, from, from birds. It's a bird-to-human transmission of this particular virus. It doesn't transmit from human to human at this point, but it's a virus. It's constantly mutating. If it mutates and starts to transmit from person to person, it could be the nightmare of all nightmares. A 60% mortality rate. Can you imagine if this particular virus had a 60% mortality rate, the state that the world would be in today? But now we've been tested and we've been found wanting and we know where we can shore up the system. We know where we can do better. So if we indeed take this seriously and put systems in place to make sure we do better next time, this, uh, this pandemic might end up being a blessing that ends up really saving humanity from just a, one of our darkest hours. So there is that. Another one is uh, kind of a lighter, which is I saw a news report uh, where they showed pollution over China and Italy has dropped dramatically as they've shut down services in all of those in all of those countries. Uh, and so I guess Mother Nature gets a little bit of benefit as the air is a little bit cleaner and the people who are in those areas, then maybe they'll appreciate and recognize uh, just what it means to be uh, out uh, using your cars a little bit less, using your different using some of the different uh, power equipment a little bit less. And, uh, and Mother Nature has benefited as well. So there is that small little benefit. And the final one I really hope lands for us. Here in Canada, 
I know about 10 years ago, uh, as the SARS epidemic swept across the world, SARS hit us particularly hard here in Canada. And in the, in the uh, fallout after SARS, one of the things that's happened is everywhere you go in Canada now, and I'm probably the same in many places that you live, but everywhere you go in Canada now, we have hand sanitizing stations everywhere. You walk into a public building, there's hand sanitizers. You go to your doctor's office, they're there. You get off an elevator, there's hand sanitizers. They're all over to help us and it help us mitigate uh, some of the spread of infectious diseases. So we we kind of that was our undergraduate course in 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 getting a handle on different viruses and different contagions was SARS in, here in Canada. Well, perhaps COVID-19 is our masterclass in it. Now we're really learning exactly what's going on and understanding far more uh, the impact that our own actions have on spreading these viruses. So uh, my hope is that as we come out of this, people are going to be far more aware and far less likely to spread any diseases or any viruses that they have when they are contagious. If you get a cold or if you have a flu and you have that tickle in your throat and you're feeling you're feeling run down and you know, we all know when we're coming down with something. Well, perhaps at that point there, or not perhaps, I certainly hope at that point there that you will recognize that fact and you'll say, you know what, I'm not going to the office today. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not going grocery shopping. I'm going to stay here until I'm healthy and not contagious to anybody. We recognize our own personal responsibility more. We've all worked out in the gym with some idiot sitting next to us, just hacking up a lung, coughing away, spewing God knows what into the air. And typically speaking, we would, at least me, in polite, uh, the polite Canadian I am, would look at that person with a kind of a hairy eyeball, but not say anything. Perhaps I would move away, but I don't, I know I wouldn't be very proactive in dealing with it. I can tell you without reservation in the future, if somebody's next to me doing that, I will say something to them. I'll say, did you think that you could go home until you're healthy? Or if they refuse, then I will leave myself. I will remove myself from that situation. Uh, I think we're going to be far more proactive in that in the future. And all of us will be far more socially aware when we are sick and what our responsibility is to the community when that does indeed happen. One of the things that I find really interesting, and I'm still trying to come to terms with as we go through these shutdowns, is the effect it's going to have on us shutting down our sporting events and our live theater and some of those community events that we come to, that we've uh, obviously rely on for entertainment. Um, the sports is especially interesting. Now, there's a, obviously a large percentage of people who aren't interested in what happens in the sporting arenas, but there's a lot of people who are, and it is their escape. It's the place that they go to escape. And when there's no sports being played anywhere, there's also no talk about sports being played anywhere. So that entire industry, that, that entire uh, kind of uh, mindset of, of, of distracting you from your responsibilities and everything going on in your real life, that is taken away. So we don't have that escape. Where are people going to go for that escape? So I guess there's a couple of options. Perhaps they will do what we've been talking about, which is investing in themselves, reading books, personal development, taking on projects, maybe taking on a new hobby. That might be one aspect that people do. There can be no doubt that the streaming entertainment services like Netflix and Amazon Prime are going to uh, see this as a boon as more people sign up looking for that escape. Hopefully most people will find constructive activities to occupy their time. But then when we come out on the other side, what will the long-term impact be? 
we spend a huge amount of energy and money on professional sports and following all of the different sports and activities uh, that are available to us. I'm wondering if for a substantial portion of the community, if that habit will be broken. Once you stop watching something and stop relying on it for your entertainment, will you go back if you found something new, maybe something that's more proactive, maybe something that you're more personally involved in than being a spectator, maybe that will start to take over. And that could be, well, it could obviously have a profound shift on the economic side of the professional sports world, uh, but it also might have, end having a benefit to a lot of us in our personal lives if we spend more time as an active participant than as a spectator. Just a thought. I think I will leave things off at this point. I believe I've plumbed the depths of my ability to offer insight into our situation. I hope that you've found it useful. If I can leave you with one final thought, depending on your own personal financial situation, if you're able to keep your memberships in gyms going through this through the period of time that we might be shut down, or you have theater tickets that the show has been canceled, please consider making a donation of uh, the, rather than asking for the refund, making a donation to those arts communities or to those small business people who are going to be really suffering as people are asking for refunds. And it could indeed put a lot of them out of business. Of course, that's going to depend on your own personal uh, your own personal financial situation. And an interesting uh, suggestion was made in our local paper. Uh, a lot of us are not going to be going to restaurants as much or at all in the near future. But if you have a little bit of extra cash, maybe consider buying a gift certificate at those local restaurants for you to be able to return to them once things return to normal. That little bit of cash will help tie them over a difficult period and show your support in your community as well. Just a suggestion if you have the financial resources to do those sorts of things. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.